is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, one of the best games of all time. No. Okay, let's start it. We're live. Alrighty, here we go. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Best Games of All Time podcast, where we have the shortest introduction in all of games podcasting. And I am Aaron. I'm back with my co-host, Brandon. Yo. And tonight we are talking about uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is a recently released uh, spinoff of kind of spinoff of Breath of the Wild, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I'd say. And it um, is a game in the Musou genre. And it's a it's a genre that neither Brandon or I seem to have that much experience with, but we kind of wanted to get things started by just talking about what is this genre of Musou games and what should a good game in the Musou genre um, look like? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess on that note, like the one thing I was wondering about Musou style games since this is uh it's not my first experience with one but it's definitely my first one kind of giving it a lot of time uh, i played dynasty warriors back in the day kind of checked it out uh, along the series but uh as i was thinking about this crossover with zelda and uh the, the hyrule world i was wondering like can a can a muso game can it deliver everything that a greatest game, a best game of all time, uh, delivers, right? And part of that is the 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 main part I was looking at was story. Um, yeah. Just I guess in terms of uh, whatever narrative, you know, can can you actually deliver that? And um, I don't know. I just I, I feel I don't want to say that it's not possible for a game. Uh, to do that based on a genre, because that, it'd be, I think that'd be kind of silly to, to make that kind of claim. Um, someone could do it. And I think the fact that when I play this game, there are things I, I think that could make it better uh, indicates that maybe you could reach game, greatest game status. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Or, or is it one of those things where you just kind of take it and you say like, the same way you go and you watch Fast and the Furious, you you, <laughs> you allow it to be like that can be a best movie of all time uh, for some because of the expectation when you enter, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting because um, like when I think about this genre, it's I think it's a genre that a lot of people don't have that much respect for, mm. you know, um, because of the premise, which is like one guy typically against uh like several thousand enemies you know and it's from a narrative perspective it i think it's really hard to make that make any real sense mm-hmm. you know and uh it's so it's very challenging and uh it i th- i think this game kind of falters in the sense that it doesn't really um address that at all Right there's there's sort of a huge disconnect between the way the narrative's flowing and it's like yeah these are these are presumably real people 
to to some extent, right? Like you can see Zelda being a, a real person. You can the the game certainly takes great steps to try to get us to empathize with Zelda and mm-hmm. and see her as someone who whom we can relate to. Uh, but when we play the game, we see Zelda using her like magic tablet to make uh, like steel blocks appear out of thin air and she's like swinging them around with a magic magnet and sending many dozens of enemies flying in all directions uh and and by herself killing you know many hundreds of enemies over the course of a single battle and that's one thing that uh i i think to go back to what you were saying it's like that's the premise of these games right is that you're one versus a thousand or so or several thousand and uh it how do you make that even seem plausible or even interesting you know that that was something that i struggled with when i was playing the game yeah you know i think of uh, as i'm sitting here trying to think of what other mediums might have gotten that um you know i think it's it it's not an unfamiliar stage for you know, some uh, pick your favorite, you know, battle sci-fi fantasy movie where it's the last stand and, you know, even Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? Like the the hordes of, of the wave of enemies coming over the hill and against all odds, you're kind of conquering them. Um, but I think those are instances where they did succeed in uh, making that believable or making that... Um, at least dispelling that that image of of like how how does this even work right yeah um or the movie 300 you know the spartan army and and all that movie was was basically this game this is just uh war right um and so it's 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 doable and, and i understand it's not fair to compare movies to games but the point being like if you just give a little more i think on the backstory and the narrative side I think it's, I think it could be doable, uh, or at least I think it could be elevated at the very least a little more. I think, I think it would require Zelda to, and I know this is something Nintendo would never do is take Zelda a little less seriously than it typically takes it. Because like in 300, there's a really kind of absurd, like comic booky aspect mm-hmm. to the way that movie looks and the the way the uh the protagonist in it look and uh it's i mean there's a reason why the the leonidas dude in that uh in that movie was like heavily memed in the early age of the internet right because it's just so ridiculous and i doubt that's a step that nintendo is willing to take i was thinking of another another example came to me which was this ios game that i played a lot you know, over five years ago, I think. Uh, and it's called Ziggurat. And oh. the premise is just, it's a very uh, simple and premise game. And you're just like the last living dude alive, the last person alive. And uh, you have a, a big laser gun and you're standing on a ziggurat on the top. And these aliens are just coming at you from all directions. And the mechanic of the game is just to kill as many of them as you can before they inevitably kill you and that's your score is like how many you killed so i think it takes kind of an absurd premise to really uh give this give the narrative aspect of something like this any 
any legs. I'm, I mean, what are other games that people like where you just kill hundreds of enemies? I'm, like Earth Defense Force. I know people like yeah. those games a lot. And I mean, everyone regards the, the narrative in those games as being kind of a joke, right? So right. Um, it, it's something like that, I think. I think that's what it takes. And uh, I'm not sure Nintendo would have ever gone there, you know? Uh, so I'm conflicted on this point if I agree or disagree with you because I hold, you know, Zelda, the, the, the Hyrule world and a lot of the characters in like a high regard, and, you know, from nostalgia, from storytelling, all of these things. And, and so that's where I do agree with you, right, is that Zelda is revered. I mean, she's the, the princess, right, of, of Hyrule and, and one of the three uh, uh, elements of the Triforce um, or wielders. Um, and so there, there does, like, there's this clout to her, but then to allow this game to be made, to say, <laughs> like, yeah, throw the, throw the Zelda franchise. Yeah. Like, skin it on a Musu game. Like, right there, I'm like, well, they're clearly willing to degrade her. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, which I would be fine with, um, but the treatment of the character, the way they actually played it out, it didn't match up with that. Like, here you have this ridiculous setting, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, she has these ridiculous powers, which I hated. Like, I, <laughs> it, they, <laughs> they could have put those powers on any other character, and I would not have batted an eye. But to do that, like, Zelda, your power is the fucking Sheik tablet from Breath of the Wild. Like, that's, yeah. that's her power. Like, so, so that's where I'm like, they're clearly willing to... to make a joke out of her um i don't know i i think that was one of the things that bugged me about this game is that it didn't fall into either category they didn't say like we're taking the the path of reverence and they didn't say like this is going to be just absurd to Mm -hmm. the max you know they they tried to do do both Mm -hmm. and that doesn't it didn't feel good i didn't i didn't appreciate that yeah Yeah. it when I think about the, uh, I think the relationship with Breath of the Wild is important uh, as as a game that, I mean, if you polled everyone who plays video games right now, it would be on probably a top five best mm. games of all time list. Um, I it's to me it seems to have superseded Ocarina of Time and getting the Zelda slot on that list, and uh, I mean. What what else would be on there? Um, in the Zelda franchise, or you just uh, in general? In general, I'm just, just just out of curiosity, I'm thinking like Deus Ex would be on there. Just to think of like the caliber of games that people um, compare it to: Super Mario Brothers, yeah, or like um, Half Life, or Half Life, or Half Life Two Portal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's reached that level of mm-hmm. reverence, and including for for my partner who basically she refused to even see the game. Like <laughs> when I'm like, I'm going to play this now. And once she realized like what it, what it was about and mm. what the premise was and, and what the mechanics were, she's like, I don't want to see this. I don't want it to uh, taint my memory. Yeah. Of Breath good. of the wild. I support yeah. that fully. Like <clears throat> how dare you do this to this, to the, to the franchise? <laughs> yeah. 
So I I understand that, and I I want to in some sense avoid putting any game on a pedestal, you know, and saying like, you know, this game's untouchable. But I know a lot of people had that reaction, and for me, um, one of the things that made Breath of the Wild special, to go back to what you were talking about about, you know, these are characters that need to be treated with respect, is I it took really big strides in terms of introducing some actual narrative interest for the series. Mm. And I thought that was a first for Zelda. And I think that's one of the reasons why people regard it so highly. But I think almost for the first time, Zelda characters were characters that we could empathize with and uh, appreciate as acting like human beings and not just being you know, pieces in a in a heroic play about saving the princess or something like that. It's like the premise is inherently dumb. You're a you're an elf boy who comes out of the forest to go to the castle and save the princess. It's a pretty boring premise on its own, um, but it's possible to take something like a premise like that and make it interesting, right? Like I think about the uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of people appreciated, myself included how he he went very deep on the lore of the Batman character and, and of the, the Batman world. And the, again, it's a stupid premise. It's like mega rich guy jets around the city dressed like a bat fighting crime. But he made that an interesting character um, it, through, through some real um, narrative hard work, I thought. And, and it did a lot for that series of films. Um, and Breath of the Wild, I think, did the same thing, right? It's like Zelda was a character that we could empathize with for the first time because she has all these expectations on her about unlocking her powers. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about in the Ocarina of Time episode, there's the the rom- or the or romance that never went anywhere with Mifa, the Zora mm-hmm. uh, champion, and how that was just so interesting that it went nowhere. It's like the game showed you enough for you to know that Mifa's interested in Link, but it goes nowhere, just like things, just like as often happens in real life. So, you know, I, I, for me at least, that's why I hold the game in high regard. And to see the characters in this type of setting felt like they weren't, um, you know, they're undoing a lot of the work that they did in Breath of the Wild of making these characters seem like real characters. Yeah, I... I think they, you know, they're aware it's a business and they're aware that they have this franchise. And I think there's also an awareness of the type of expansion of world building and lore that has happened, you know, and, and pivotally with Ocarina of Time, right? That was like, that's kind of like a core uh, root of the many branchings of other Zeldas and kind of how, you know, events in time usually are linked to have happened before or after Ocarina of Time. And, and maybe Breath of the Wild is a reset on that. Um, like what they're doing with Age of Calamity, it's, you know, a hundred years before or something like that. Um, so they're, they're aware that, like, we can, we can branch away and, and kind of expand on this franchise like other companies successfully do. Like, this is not a new concept. Um, and I, I do applaud that they're willing, you know, how many times have we played games over the past decades and wished, like, 
for that franchise to branch out into, into other territories. Like, you yep. know, you hear like the Pokemon community, like give me a MMO like Pokemon or, or whatever it is, right? Like people want the expansion of these games. Um, but it's just, I, I think it just has to be done with care. And I think, you know, I, I was thinking about other, where this has happened successfully. And I think about Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, like I'll focus on like the animated Disney and Pixar and, and and that part of it. Not not the later Marvel and Star Wars Disney, which Marvel did done pretty well. But with the animated Disney stuff, they have core rules for how like how these characters live, um, and you can't violate those rules. Uh, and and that even extends into the the theme parks. There are rules. You know, where uh, an actor coming out dressed as whoever, while they have multiple around the park, they have it locked down so they know, like, no one is out, you know, can be seen. Uh, it's, it's all about suspending that disbelief and keeping that, that dream real. And, and mm-hmm. this pervades even the stupid, shitty two ninety nine books that they put out with the, you know, fucking holographic cover that looks stupid as shit like even those have someone at disney like signing off and saying like no you cannot put princess whoever in a pink dress like that's just not you know and and Mm -hmm. they have these like rule sets that you can't violate and the end result of that draconian tactic is you know a franchise that just lives on for decades and Mm -hmm. i worry it you know i don't want to see that happen to to the zelda series like that's you know, kind of the same way you're saying that your your partner like doesn't even want to see it. Like, I totally get that because I I, I don't want to be complicit in <laughs> in the destruction yeah. of something that was like I you know. And this is here here's my um my bias coming out right here. I believe that Zelda could go on to be you know like a myth of time, like like a human you know the story like in the same way that the you know the myths of old you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. have just pervaded across time just another uh, story right? yeah, yeah yeah but yeah it's another world that can continue on or i guess a better example i shouldn't i shouldn't go all the way back to greek mythology but like lord of the rings you know that's it's a hundred years and it's still beloved and so mm-hmm. yeah don't don't tread on me bro <laughs> <laughs> be cool yeah yeah zelda a bit i think we talked about on the uh previous when we sort of did like a pre-call to talk about the game and uh how zelda is like she's reduced to a a voiceover Uh on occasions where you know when you do one of the dumb side missions in the in the game which i hate don't call it a side mission Yeah. yeah it's yeah it's just it's just the game is filled with trash it's, there's there's just trash all over the uh the world map and it you get those like you know it's like it's like there's the thinnest veneer of story over these little stupid things it's like oh the azora boy is not doing his swimming training and he needs 10 uh st- like stamina basses and like three mighty bananas and then he'll do his training and so then you push it's like yeah i'll I'll give him the fucking bananas i don't care i didn't even know i had him and oh look i have 600 of them right (laughs) yeah sure take him and then you do it and and then you give it for some reason gives zelda like an a bonus heart 
or something like that. Like she gets a, an extra heart container and then she has a voiceover come in and it's like superb. You know, it's like, oh, OK, I guess this isn't a real character. Sorry, I was yeah. confused about that for a second. Uh, so I hated that. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see why my my partner and I mean, I enjoyed playing the game to some extent, but I could see why people yeah. wouldn't want anything to do with it for that for that reason. Yeah, and, and just to be contrarian on what you're saying, uh, but but then agree with what you just said, I I did enjoy playing it at, at points and I and there were things that it showed me that I thought I do want more of this in mm-hmm. in the, the Zelda world, right? Where the one that sticks out for me is the Zora in the Zora Kingdom and you're talking to I don't remember the Emperor's name. And it's like a giant I mean it's just it's just a giant fish creature, right? Yeah. Uh, but every time you've interacted with him in the Zelda world, like most characters, they're these silent characters. Um, and we talked about this too, how there's I think there is a good use for a text only, you know, for, for reading yeah. uh, in a game. Um, and I think that that that's great. It's done well in games like Breath of the Wild. But in games like this, with Age of Calamity, the animation and the voice, you know, the, the voice acting, um, it gave it that Saturday morning cartoon feel mm-hmm. in a way that felt good, where I was like, this is cool. Like, I'm in the world with these people, and we're talking, and there's a battle, you know, and, and they're working it out. Um, and it just, it breathed a life into the kind of, uh, what what's normally a, a still life painting, uh, it 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 made it a cartoon, and I thought, yeah, like I I would be okay with this. Um, mm-hmm. Just just don't make the characters so like a, what's the word? Just cheap, you know? I, like it feels cheap. It yeah. feels cheap. Like you, yeah. yeah. And 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 what you're talking about too with the the stupid, they're not side quests, but this game wants you to think they are is that's stuff like that is where the, the, um, the skinning, you know, where they've, they've reskinned their engine with mm-hmm. Zelda assets. That's where it really just is, is raw and exposed. And you're like, wow, like it is the thinnest veil totally of, mm-hmm. of, of any sense of, uh, a mechanic. I don't know that it, it, it goes too far right into that. Um, and I think the point with these games, from what I gather from, from that experience, is I'm not supposed to think about that or care about that. Uh, so I've already put way too much thought, you know, <laughs> for, into that. But uh, yeah, that is an area where I'm like, you could make a better game. Like, here's a spot. Here's where you could improve. Like, you could elevate this. Uh, yeah, for me, it was always a really bad feeling to come back, like, to finish a mission, like a 30-minute long mission. And then it's like, Oh man, I must be getting like kind of close to the end. <laughs> and then it the map just lights up with like literally like 15 new mm-hmm. side missions. And you're like, "Are you kidding me?" You know, so it's just it's just padding out the game with just yeah. meaningless stuff. And uh, you know, there there were plenty of other ways to to handle that sort of progression of it because typically those are for getting characters like longer combos or more health or something like that. And there are plenty of other ways to do that. And I'm just like, 
who wants this? Who wants to like press A to give the bananas to the boy and get an extra bonus heart for Zelda or Mifa or whoever it is? Yeah. Uh, it's just it feels so cheap. Yeah. You know, there is a um there's a psychology to a lot of game development these days, right? On the reward and even the micro reward system, and you mm-hmm. for sure see this in mobile games. Um, but you see it in AAA games. You see it, you see this in games in general now, right? Where it's, it's the loot packs, it's, it's all this stuff mm-hmm. to just get those tiny hits of dopamine. Doesn't matter how big they are. Um, this didn't do that. Like those were those were elements in which you could do that, and it just it didn't even do that. You know, yeah. the fact that it was just like a it got in the way. It's like I need to match yeah. as fast as I can. Um, yeah. Just filled with trash. Yeah. <laughs> it just, really is. It really is. It's just like, it's just a little fucking yeah, landfill. It's like, oh, here's the, here's, the, here's the map of Hyrule. We turned it into a landfill. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think we should talk about the game does some good things. Oh, for, for me sure. It did. And like, like oh, we yeah. were saying, it's like, yeah, I... I want to play it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't mind playing that right now. You know, um, it, like it looks really good. I yeah. think it has more to do with the Breath of the Wild sort of aesthetic mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild having been a game specifically designed for the Switch hardware and taking its, you know, kind of limitations as being by far the weakest console among competitors like taking that into account and designing an aesthetic that makes sense for that system and it just mm-hmm. looks great. Um, so that probably has a lot to do with Breath of the Wild, but I really liked how every character feels different and they mm-hmm. clearly put in tons of work into making each character completely their own thing. I didn't play all the way to the end, but I did unlock all the champions or recruited them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and also the like Maracas dude who I chose not to play as. Oh, I didn't for, yeah. for reasons. But uh <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's really neat how much clearly like painstaking work was put into them. And each character has this cool little mechanic, mm-hmm. right, that governs how you play and it completely changes how you play. Right, it's like as yeah. Mifa, you're always trying to activate the symbols and build up the copies of yourself. As Daruk, you're always trying to make those magma tower things that you can blow up and mm-hmm. and hit enemies. Each character has their own little thing like that that um, makes each of them fun to try out, and it's just cool to play as Impa. Right, it's cool yeah. to play as as Mifa, and those are the two characters in addition to Link. Uh, that I selected the most. So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, clearly a lot of work went into it. The animations are all fluid and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a neat game in that sense. It is. And I think, you know, like you said, uh, I don't never want to play it. You know, it's, it's, it's something where it's like, yeah, I could drop into that. And I think that is that spot that uh, Netflix, <laughs> Netflix shows hit or... The yeah. Fast and the Furious, or like the you know the popcorn movies, like it's not that I need to have everything be tight and highbrow every time. Mm-hmm. It's like I enjoy, I enjoy three hundred, right? You know what I mean? Like because I, I walk in expecting. Uh, so so with this game, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is fun. I could jump in and 
uh, I'll do a battle and unlock some stuff, like whatever. Um, but yeah, it did, minus the part where I just hated what they gave to Zelda, the diversity of abilities and uh, yeah, the, the style of gameplay uh, diversity that that also caused was enjoyable. And even just jumping around, right, from you're, you're in a battlefield and sending the characters to different waypoints and then just toggling, you know, you can toggle between them and uh, just the, like, rapid change of uh, battle, like, style you had to engage with was... Mm-hmm. It, it was it, it was very pronounced, yeah, in a satisfying way. It it actually works. Like, it, it seems like it would be hard to make that work to me like i've Mm. never made a game but it it just seems like it would be hard to quickly like immediately more or less jump between different characters who are all over different parts of the battlefield and be able to send one character running to one direction and at any point that you switch to them they're on the path that Mm -hmm. you told them to run on um the the battlefield fields are these huge open areas that never load you know and Mm -hmm. again maybe that has something to do with the engine of breath of the wild um or the the assets or something being easy to to do things like that with i don't know but it just works and uh it feels like uh that would be hard to do and so i certainly respected it from that perspective yeah definitely and and then and you know i'm sure there are people who are very skilled at this and have put so many hours into it they know how to break the game or, or how to abuse, you know, one ability to kind of cheese, cheese it. Um, but barring that extreme, I feel like it does, it plays very well where there isn't one clear like character and tactic to use that just steamrolls, you know, ahead above the rest. Like mm-hmm. it remains fun to have kind of like you said, like your top three that you enjoy, uh, toggling between or bringing with you uh, just the, the way their game gameplay works out um, mm-hmm. yeah so I think that's a clearly this studio that is reskinning other series is, is skilled <laughs> is is skilled at, at that part of what they're doing right so yeah. it's not uh, as, like I said as much as I hate that that reskinning aspect there's still a lot of skill in, in going into the game that they're making yeah yeah they certainly have a process and it's clearly streamlined and they know how to just sort of drop stuff in and make it work so that was cool Mm -hmm. um i think it's worth talking about that this sort of uh genre of action games muso games um it's again i don't have i've never played one of these before i know that that dynasty warriors has in my mind kind of a bad reputation as being (laughs) sort of a series for um you know, it's like there's no, maybe there's not a lot of challenge, or mm. it's 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 a, a series that goes out of its way to be constantly patting you on the back and telling you how good you are um, when all you do is press X and slay like a hundred dudes in one mm-hmm. swing of your sword or whatever. And I want to cover that uh, in a little bit more depth later. But just as an action game, it's it's got this weird thing going on where there you will often press a button. And your your guy or gal that you're controlling will do like six things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 
Link has this one attack where you can press X. At some point in a combo, you can press X one time, and he will, like, flip the enemy into the air with his big sword and then jump up and do, like, ten somersaults, hitting the enemy with each somersault, Mm -hmm. and then, like, knock them down to the ground and then, like, grand slam them into the stratosphere. (laughs) You know, it's like... Or, you know, if, if you happen to be, like, in front of... 10 enemies it will do that to 10 enemies at the same time and it's right. just it's it's weird to make an action game like this i feel like because i feel like action games are all about the immediate like moment to moment interplay between you and and the enemies and uh it, it's really the polar opposite of hades which we covered previously and i almost feel like in light of this game that we did not do hades enough justice because yeah. it really is, it's so good. Yeah. It is rock solid. It's a hardcore, really cool, tough action game. And then this game, you're just, you pressing X one time and flinging <laughs> people in all directions, you know? And uh, it, in Hades, it's always your fault when you die. And when you succeed, all credit is due to you. Yeah. Right? And, I, yeah. I feel like I hear what you're saying about, you know, looking back on Hades and um, I mean, I still I stand by the I stand by everything that we said there because the thesis is like, is this game eternal? And Mm -hmm. I and I I won't go into it here, but like the things that we pointed out with Hades, they're definitely nitpicks, um, but they're things that just get in the way that I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm still cool with being an asshole to Hades. Um, (laughs) You're right. But (laughs) you're right right about that there. Yeah, they're. There, there's definitely stuff to complain about in, in but Hades, I and it's like get your point. Like I, I know what you're trying to eliminate by saying that. Like right is like you compare these two games, yeah. and it's like if if you if that's how we were grading it, then Hades would be a best game of all time, hands down. Like total agree. Yeah, um, yeah, because this the the like comparing the two, like the the sense of control, the tightness of control is not present in this game like it is in Hades uh, or or many games and it's again I think this is where that conflict comes out is like you're trying to make me a badass my character whoever that is um, but then in a way you take control away from me where you're doing these wild flourishes that it, it, it doesn't allow like it doesn't allow me to be the one being the badass Mm-hmm. it's an animation playing you know mm-hmm. and it's like and also for me that just I, I don't like losing a sense of control where i'm like wait how did did i just do that or did that happen automatically like what it doesn't make me feel like a badass like i'll watch a movie if i just want to see choreography mm-hmm. um but i'm playing a game because i want to be the choreographer right so give me the give me the ability or the potential to and I'll grind the hours away getting used to the controls to be the badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Hades did allow, and, and, and this one didn't even come close to. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, I think about, like, just at a really basic level, like the normal attack versus the strong attack in Hades. Mm-hmm. And it's fiercely tactical in that game, right? It's like yeah. you... You, if you do the strong attack at the wrong time, you will absolutely be punished every mm-hmm. single time. And uh, so it's a real, 
it's you really have to be on your toes and it's like do i have enough time to get this attack off you're making all those decisions Mm -hmm. in real time and in this game it's i actually like never found any tactical benefit to considering the normal attack versus a strong attack it's just like it's like what flavor of ice cream do you want to eat you know it's like (laughs) it's it's truly inconsequential and uh it's just or how do you want to look cool doing this do you want to look cool this way or do you want to look cool that way and stuff like that i feel like it indicates a certain it's like the developers are trying to create some feeling in the player that i don't think is very good it's like who i don't i don't know who this is for but it is um you know the game takes this like very fawning tone toward you at all mm-hmm. times it's it's constantly like telling you what a good job you're doing in addition to the fact that you're one person killing hundreds of enemies <laughs> in in a matter of minutes um you know it's as one person you can kill a thousand enemies in a single battle and there's sort of unintentionally hilarious i think moments that arise when the game is tripping over itself to tell you how cool you are and how good you are like in the tutorial level when you kill 600 enemies Mm -hmm. in the first level and then the king there's like a little blurb from the king at the bottom and he's like hmm that young knight has performed quite well a promotion (laughs) may be in order it's like i just killed 600 (laughs) enemies yeah yeah, send your soldiers home. Like, I don't need a promotion. I am, I am the one. Like, yeah, yeah. No yeah, one else here matters. Spirit. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I, yeah, I just think there's an interesting observation to be made around. It's like games like Hades that, if you learn to play them well, you are literally cool, mm-hmm. right? Versus games that just tell you you're cool. Right. Hades. Hades makes you become cool and it never really tells you that you are. You just know you're cool because you've seen what you've done. Right. And uh, it, it's it's the polar opposite of this game where it, it, it makes me think of what we talked about in the Ocarina of Time episode where um, A.G. Al Numa, who's like the mm-hmm. head of the Zelda franchise, he said before that Zelda puzzles are designed to make the player feel smart Mm-hmm. and that's the goal of them and and then we talked about in that episode puzzles that actually require you to be smart and mm-hmm. i think it's the same kind of dichotomy here it's like a, a very good action game lets you know you're cool because you just see what you're doing and whereas this game is just constantly trying to tell you how cool you are how cool your friends are mm-hmm. right it's like princess zelda she's listed in the the game's index she's not just like the holy princess yeah she's not just like the holy yeah she's the (laughs) bird she's a burgeoning scholar too by the way yeah you know it's just like so lame and (laughs) and as someone who it's like i feel comfortable at a restaurant if i'm asking for a refill at a restaurant it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) to do that so to have someone on my case constantly being like dude you rock you're awesome (laughs) it just feels horrible to me yeah. So it makes me wonder, like, who are these games for? Who, yeah. who wants this? You know, I think, well, yeah, and I think that goes like immediately back to the the broken 
sense of reward that this game clearly does not know how to dole out, right? It's like, here's the overworld map of all the bullshit side quests for you to get a thumbs up from. Here, like, just for playing this level, we're going to tell you that you're God's gift to the earth. Like, mm. it's, it's like too much, right? And it's like their, their, their metering is broken on how to dole this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, the only thing I can think of, you know, you're saying, who is this for? And the only thing that I can think of is it's, it's for people who aren't paying attention to that, right? I, I, I wonder. And and I'm I'm being an asshole now, but like I wonder is someone sitting here playing that being like, God, that felt good, you know, like. Oh yeah, who? <laughs> <laughs> who is this person? You know who it is. This is who it is. Did you see that video of that guy? I might have sent it to you. It's this guy like playing an ocarina of time. He learned to play an ocarina, and he's playing an ocarina of time <laughs> medley, no! and. He's he's like dressed up as Link, and his so it's a another person who's dressed as Zelda, and they flew like on location to these ancient castles yeah. in Europe somewhere clearly, and they're like doing all these scenes where he's like running to her across a field, and yeah. he's like sitting on a log in a forest playing his ocarina. Literally, like a real person made this. That's who it's for, but that shit is popular, and so. Yeah, I just so it's like even like I know you care deeply about the Zelda franchise, it just just based on some of the stuff you've said, and I like it too a lot. But it's it gets to a point where it's like this is just too much. This is makes you yeah. feel weird, and <laughs> so I just I was made on un- I was made to feel very uncomfortable by the game. Yeah, no, I, I uh, yeah, all I can, all I can think is just, it, it's, it's that it's uncomfortable when a, yeah, when a, when a reward doesn't meet the action and mm-hmm. this game just keeps doing that to you. Yeah. Or, uh, you're just amazing. Like, uh, you're the best, you're the best. And like, yeah. you know, I think another litmus for this is like, at least in the gaming community, cause that's, you know, and, and I feel safe limiting it to that. This is not a gatekeeping thing, but like, in the gaming community, I wouldn't expect there would be a lot of um, video captures of this, right? Like, if you go search whatever games on Twitch or, or you know, looking for clips of, you know, Shroud's best plays or, or whatever, uh, even if you don't play the games, I feel like you'd be able to watch a clip and be like, wow, that's kind of badass. Like, I see where he outsmarted these other people or... Or I see, you know, I can see the Titanfall clip where someone has spent 400 hours perfecting the movement in this game, and it looks, mm-hmm. it looks like a movie. It's so scripted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see, like, who's going to be playing this and think like, "Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record the last two minutes because that, that what I just did was fucking awesome, right?" Like, oh yeah, like Dude. I could, I could record two minutes, any two minutes of my gameplay, and put it next to theirs, and then put it out there like can anyone tell the difference yeah like, you're like, that's such a good point that's such a good point because it's like because here are the zelda videos that get pick up that are like that it's people doing insane shit in breath of the wild that the game was never right. designed like right. did you see the the clips of like someone doing the like flipping the guardian up in the air 
and uh, it's like they so do a cryonis like ice thing under the guardian, and it no. flips them super high into the air, and then they like, I don't know what the term would be, but basically like no scope a bomb arrow just into the sky and like yeah. it hits the enemy as the guardian as it's falling down and explodes. It's so cool. And it's like yeah. almost impossible to, to do that. And yes. uh, no, I haven't, I haven't seen that one, but I have there. I mean, yes, this is like, yeah, it's just been flooding since the game. It came out right. Of people finding these crazy, you know, like the little temples, people finding ways to, to beat them by same thing, right? You use three of the abilities and mm-hmm. throw link all the way across the map and then he <laughs> lands like in the right the perfect spot and it's like yeah that uh it, that's that's exactly the point right is that those people clearly understand to the you know to the frame like the exactly how this game is working and how to manipulate it yeah um, and they are badasses at manipulating that engine um, yeah i don't see anything remotely close to that with a game like this and so that's uh again that's not to limit it to like oh if you're not a hardcore gamer like then this game is garbage um it's just that it's just super high super high level surface level interaction maybe yeah maybe there are clips of people killing i mean my limit was like i think i got close to a thousand or something Mm. ko's on one battle maybe people are getting five thousand or something. I don't know. Probably, right. but uh, maybe we're wrong. But I, I think you're totally right that just the moment-to-moment gameplay doesn't lend itself to that type of um, pursuit of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Because what you're already doing is so absurd. It's like <laughs> how, you can't push the ceiling really yeah. any higher. It seems like. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. After this, I'm going to go look and see if I can find. I'll send it to you if I find like just a real badass. Uh, yeah, you know, but you probably won't get a link. <laughs> yeah, I I think not. It like we were talking about who is this game for? Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. I think I've decided, and uh, I just think pe- there needs to be some consideration of what passes for story and narrative in games and it's interesting to think that you know Miyamoto says for example that games aren't a storytelling medium Mm -hmm. and he's very convinced of that and I just think that's completely wrong Uh, as I think like Doki Doki Literature Club shows as um, other games that are just purely narrative experiences like Gone Home goes there's no mechanics in that game it's just walking around an empty house um but right now, it is unquestionable that the standard for storytelling in games is far below film, and it is far yeah. below written fiction. And it's just what is accepted as a quote-unquote game story uh, would not pass in those mm-hmm. mediums. And there's some, like, we're playing around my house, we're playing a lot of Mr. Driller Drill Land on mm-hmm. the Switch right now. And uh, it's, of course, Mr. Driller Drillland doesn't need a quote-unquote story, right? Even though it does have one and it's, it kind of gets in the way. But it, it's other mediums of fiction would not accept these characters. They would not, it would not accept Daruk, who's basically just there to be like, you're doing a great job. You're my go-to guy, mm-hmm. you know? And 
and Urbosa is just there to tell Zelda that Zelda is her little bird and she's going to be very protective of Zelda. And then uh, Urbosa is going to go kill hundreds of enemies. And that's what they're there for. You know, and I just think these characters, at least in this game, they are there to satisfy a kind of very base level emotion or, or power fantasy in yeah. the player. And in this game, at least. And in Breath of the Wild, I think, like we were saying, that game took some very positive steps toward injecting some humanity into Zelda characters, I think, for the first time. And then this game comes out and just kind of undoes some of that. Yeah. And I don't know if the... What does that tell us? It's like, who for whom is this game made? Like... It, or for who is it made, or for whom I think it's whom. It's the guy yeah. who is making that, uh, like, Ocarina video. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, because they know he'll buy it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, it says something about how Zelda is basically an asset for Nintendo, despite yeah. our feelings about it. And it's an asset to be exploited, and they, because they're a, a company run by shareholders, and... Right. They have an executive steering committee or something like that, and uh, they're there to make money. And so we shouldn't maybe expect too much of it. By yeah, I, I, of that. I think that's right, and I think it's it is a kind of a wake up call, and it is why I you know uh, why I wince at it when it does happen when this game comes out when I'm playing it is I think probably my expectations for what it can be and, and the reverence in which I hold it is overinflated. You know, that's what, at least that's what this game tells me. Right. So whether or not that's true, uh, doing this to a series does give me that kind of reality check of like, all right, you know, calm your, calm your shit, bro. Like it's just a fucking, it's a made up character that we're going to make some money off of. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I get it. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can accept that. I don't want to, but sure. All right. Fuck you. Yeah, it is kind of, it does feel a little like a, a fuck you. Yeah. Um, I mean, and honestly, it's like AAA like this just isn't where the action is at in, in terms of narrative and storytelling and games. And, you know, the, the games that are made by five people. Are where yeah. the action is actually at for that. Um, That's a fair point, I think. Yes, especially right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on it. Is uh, I just had a kind of disappointing experience. Um, it, and I feel like this happens to me once every one to two years. It's like it because I I stop playing for a moment, like the old. PlayStation RPGs mm-hmm. <laughs> that I typically play, or the uh, like mechanics focused kind of indie roguelike type games that I typically play, and I I play something big in AAA, and I just I, it happens every time. I'm like, okay, this is where we're at. Still got it. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll come back in ten years and, and see what you're doing. Yeah, or five years, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We we actually are kind of at the point now as this game shows where the the really basic level stuff 
in terms of trying to make games like movies, which I think is a foolish pursuit. Um, but many, many AAA games kind of aim for that, where just the basic stuff like mouth movements and mm-hmm. the way characters' eyes look aren't so horrendously distracting <laughs> as to cause you to just completely suspend or to disbelieve. What's, what's the phrase? Yeah. yeah, it's like you you immediately just don't uh, don't believe in it. So I uh, it, we're there technology wise. I I feel like. Um, especially if the the developers are comfortable with some kind of fantasy in the aesthetic, mm-hmm. I think hyper realist realistic graphics still don't work for me. It's like, it's, yeah, they can't get out of the. They're still if you go hyper realistic, you're just hanging out in the uncanny valley just permanently. You know, it, it, we have a ways to go, but I think people have learned largely. You stylize it, and immediately your brain is forgiving. You know, and it's like, oh yeah, this is totally like this looks amazing. Like these these characters look like real life. Uh, you know, when it's Breath of the Wild, um, it's it, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're almost there, mm-hmm. or we 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 can be there already. But it's you know, there's so I guess the style aspect is there, but the substance aspect I feel like just hasn't really caught up yet. Yeah. But the uh, mech sections of this game are fucking awesome. Oh, dude, totally. They're so awesome. We can't not talk about that. I, yeah. I was going to forget. It, and it indicates the like how the extent to which they went to make, you know, the, it's like a whole mode. It's like a whole different engine unto itself, surely. Right. And yeah. uh, it, it it's just very fun and cool absolutely and, uh yeah i would play a whole game like that yeah i mean and, sure. and it, so this is this is where it goes back to exactly where i was like tapping into the fuck yeah this is cool like oh you're doing you know cutscenes with voice acting and where it, it brought me back to the magic of power rangers which i am not ashamed to say like i i rocked back in the day mm-hmm. even back then i was aware that i was too old for Power Rangers, you know, like only by a couple of years, but like I didn't tell my peers about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, what they delivered on was that like it was campy as fuck, like, and it was I was aware of it then. But what it was giving you was like badasses, alien battles, and then their their Zords, their their you know their mechs that they fought with, mm-hmm. um, which very clearly is a thing you know, another thing that people are into, right? You look at across anime and games and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, it's like they'd had these, this game had these elements where I was just like, go with that, right? Like follow the, the, the mech mechanic and follow the, the, this cartoony, you know, it's something, I feel like it's, they approach a territory where it was like, you, you could be on Adult Swim. Right where it's like it's not actually Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I'm not putting it in a category with Cowboy Bebop, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it's off on a tangent, but the mech part it it kind of blew me away. Like I'm playing this game and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah push X to be a badass, and then you go to this mech part. I'm like, what is this? Like, this it just is comes out cool. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and it, it, yeah, go ahead. Well, it, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, 
it's very lightly tutorialized. It it never is like you don't have like a practice level or something like that to right. figure out how to do it. It just throws you in and and you go and there's enough chal- challenge. I feel like where I mean, I was like uh, down to one or two hearts on almost mm-hmm. every uh, every one of the mech levels. And so in that sense, I felt like the difficulty was perfectly tuned where it's like you would want to play one of those levels one or two, maybe max three times before the the illusion starts to sort yeah. of fade right um and it it just was such a good cool section of the game that i totally. really loved and uh yeah so very awesome mech section of the game where you pilot the divine beast very shitty uh <laughs> like implementation of the breath of the wild world yeah um kind of a shitty action game honestly like because you're just hammering buttons i mean you're literally hammering buttons to send dudes flying and you do not give a fuck about what button you're pressing when and yeah you you can stand there and i find this instructive to do with the, um action games it's like just go up to an enemy and just stand there and mm-hmm. see how long it takes them to hit you and in this game on multiple occasions it was more than five seconds for them to yeah. take a swing at you. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's kind of a shitty action game and it doesn't really seem to I to me it it harms Zelda as kind of like a property, right? That people care about. Um but very cool mech sections. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. That's, that's, <laughs> I I can't add anything to that. Yeah, that that, that feels right. Right on. Okay, I think we're done here. <laughs> lay, it, lay it to rest, yeah. Um. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would certainly appreciate it if you would take the time to leave us a review on whatever uh, app you're using to listen to podcasts. And just as a little teaser, we plan to cover at some point. It probably will be the next episode but maybe a few episodes down the line, we plan to cover Final Fantasy VIII, Ooh. which I love so much. And uh, so we're going to get to that point where we can do an episode on it, we hope. And if that interests you, please uh, hit the subscribe button, if you wouldn't mind. And also you can email us at uh, bestgamespod at gmail.com. And we also have a website that you can check out with some show notes at bestgamesofalltimepodcast.com. All right, thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, y'all.